0: This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Welcome to our chat today on Anxiety and Sleep with Shomit Mithra. He's here with me today, and he is one of London's leading therapists. And the thing that's incredible about Shomit, and he's had, he has an incredible CV. He's written two books on theatre. You can read up about him. He's, uh, you know, He's been covered by a lot of media. But what I find incredible about him is that he will get to the bottom of the issue. And somehow, in that short amount of time that you're doing your therapy with him, he finds that issue. Tell one of the gems we've learned about in this
1: chat. What's the first thing that a footballer does before they come in to take a penalty? They breathe out. I'm going to give that to you as an exercise. It's called Ben. B is for breathe. E is for escape temporarily from the situation. If you're under stress, just check out. A picture in your mind about how someone would go about tackling this situation in a calm way. Welcome
0: to our chat show. I'm so
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So tell me, what is wellness to you?
1: Okay, Um, Wellness in the emotional, psychological sense of the term is having a twinkle in your eye no matter what the circumstances. And the interest of that is not the twinkle in the eye. We can all have a twinkle in the eye when things are going well. It's when the chips are down, can you have a smile on your face? Okay. And the essence of that is encapsulated by, um, in, a, in, a, in a poem that is very well known. And I pulled it out and I've got it here. And I want to read it. It's a roomy thing that everyone knows, but I'm going to read it anyway. So this human being is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may well be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Now, when we read that sort of thing, we think, oh, well, that's wonderful and all the rest of it. But you know what? It's not meant for the likes of us. I mean, that, that's very exalted thing. Mm-hmm. I want to tell a little story, just very quickly, um, where, which encapsulates the essence of actually living that amongst people we know. Mm-hmm. I was trained by a celebrity psychoanalyst called Roger Woolga. Now, Roger used to live in New York. And whenever he came to London, he stayed with me. And On mm-hmm. one occasion, he turned up. And he was falling down every time he tried to climb stairs. He couldn't stay upright and so on. Took him to the hospital. And it turned out he had more tumors in the brain than he had fingers on his hands. And he was told in a matter of a couple of weeks that he had only weeks to live. Now, this is pretty dramatic, given the three weeks before that, we were dancing at a fiesta in Brazil where we'd done a workshop. you know, I mean, it's a huge, sudden shock. Now, I couldn't manage this. Roger was staying with me. I had kids. I had my clients. So I set up a roster of many of his old students in London. And everyone took it in turns to come and look after him, some in the day, some at night. And Roger was deteriorating very quickly. And one morning, with a smile on his face. He said to me, show me. You're going to get into trouble with the neighbors. And I said, why? He said, because you got a different woman coming out of the house every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Now, look at this. This is a guy who's just been told he's got weeks to live. And he's got that twinkle in his eye. Now, that is emotional wellness. Amazing. Challenged. And in the face of that challenge, you can still smile. That's the real test. Amazing. So now tell me, on that note, what is anxiety to you? (laughs) Anxiety is the precise reverse. (laughs) If you're using the word anxiety, I'm going to distinguish between two kinds of anxiety. Acute anxiety, it's happening now, the lion is attacking me now. And chronic anxiety, when there isn't a lion at all, but I'm thinking the lion may attack and what's going to happen, and what happens when the lion attacks and the next week what's going to happen? Mm. Chronic stress. Acute stress is when you're in the face of danger, something is happening, and it's not a bad thing. Acute stress, you know, everyone knocks stress, you know, oh, mm-hmm. we've got to get rid of stress and stress is terrible. Actually, acute stress is not a bad thing because if you are really in danger, you do have to react fast. So there are three acute stress responses. Two are well-known, mm-hmm. one is not. So the two that are well-known go under the term fight-flight, we all know that. Yes. Fight, yes. when the lion attacks me, I will fight it with my spear. Flight, when the lion attacks me, I'll run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third is when the lion attacks me, I'll play dead and hope the lion goes away, which is freeze, the other F that people often forget. This is what, you know, rabbit in the headlights. You know, kids study for an exam, they turn up at the paper, and suddenly their minds go blank. Blank, yeah. yeah. That's not a good thing. But fight flight is not such a bad thing because, you know, if you've got a you know you've got a Wimbledon final you you've got to up your game and you know you, you think of Nadal doing vamos vamos in the dressing room and adjusting his headband for 45 minutes he's in a state of great stress but it's what helps him build himself up okay. so acute stress not necessarily bad but has to be managed and we can talk a little bit about how you manage so it. that's the healthy adrenaline, that's correct? Healthy adrenaline. yes okay. exactly and that's not a bad thing don't knock all stress You know, uh, people often, uh, you know, I hosted a workshop with one of Roger's friends, a Nigerian shaman, and people said, you know, I want to be calm. I want to be calm at all times. And this guy, forget his name now, but he's a great character, big, big personality. he said, you want to be calm? You think that's a virtue? Yes, I suppose it is a virtue. But it's a dead person's virtue. Do you want a dead person? Do you want a flatline life? No, you need your ups and your downs. So we do need to live. So it's not necessarily always a bad thing. What is a bad thing is chronic stress. Okay. When I was attacked by the lion once, I've been attacked by the lion again. And oh, my God, I, every time the wind blows in the grass, I think, oh, oh my God, there's a lion. Oh, my God, there's a lion. And of course, there isn't a lion there at all. What we don't do is switch off. Notice, I don't know whether you've been on safari or whether any of your, your, mm-hmm. your listeners have been on safari. I go on safari a lot. When you watch a hunt, many hunts end in failure. Uh, nine out of ten times, the lion will not get the antelope. Now, what do you think the antelope does when the lion gives up the hunt? The lion collapses under a tree. Mm-hmm. It's panting. It's out of breath. Now, what does the antelope do? It starts grazing. The grass is sweet. The sun is warm. Life is great. Why? What's not to like? If you chase me again, I'll run again. But you don't mm-hmm. chase me. You're out of breath. Ah, I'm going to graze. Interesting. But we as human beings don't do that. And the reason we don't do that is our USP is we've got braids. And a brain is a good thing, but it's double-edged. Brain means memory. It's a learning. So, baby touches hot potato, ouch, hot potato, ouch. Ah, mustn't touch, hot potato, right? Similarly, I got a lion attacked once. I got a, attacked again. I will never put myself in that situation again. I will sort of make sure that my alarm function never... Because if you switch off, I could be gobbled up by the lion. So I never switch off, like the, unlike the antelope. Unlike the that's chronic stress. And that's a, that's a big killer. I mean, that leads to all kinds of you know, health things and so on. Right. Is, it's not a clever thing. And the third one, or is that no, not right? No, no, I said there was three kinds of uh, acute stress. It's okay. one is this fight, flight, freeze. Yeah. And one is the chronic stress is, is, the, is, 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 is the bad one. Sorry. OK, OK. So the freeze was part of it. OK. Yeah. So now,
0: me the other thing which I think is very unusual about the way you treat people is you give them these very vivid visual ways of dealing with them. So it's very easy to recall what you've said to deal with the situation when you have it again. So can you tell us in your very nice show myth way how to deal (laughs) with anxiety? I know that's a huge
1: question. Okay. um, Let me distinguish between acute and chronic again. So let me give you a few tips around acute and a Mm -hmm. few tips around chronic. Yeah. Okay. We talked about Nadal, vamos, vamos, mm-hmm. and all worked up and so on, right? So let's take the example of elite sportsmen. Um, why? Because they are the you know, very high performing individuals and mm-hmm. we can see them. They may be a high performing individual, is a Buddhist monk in a cave somewhere, but we can't see what they do. Right. What do great sportsmen do when they're under you know, pressure? The first thing they do, you think of a footballer taking a penalty, what's the first thing that a footballer does before they come in to take a penalty? He prepares himself. Yeah, but how? What's the physical thing they do? What's the physical? They breathe. Okay. You think of Ronaldo standing on the ball like this, and okay, it's not just a the breath. They breathe out. Mm-hmm. And they exhale. So how does that work? <gasps> I got a fright. <gasps> Sharp intake of breath. I'm very anxious. <laughs> I'm hardly breathing. Okay. But imagine that I was really worked up about a letter that I was going to receive. And the letter turns up and I tear it open and my heart's pounding and my palms are sweating. And the letter says exactly what I'd always hoped it would say. What's the reaction? Oh, relief. Yeah. Relief And in the mind means body sighs. Mm-hmm. The reverse is also true. When the body sighs, the mind reads that as relief and says, oh, I'm sighing. I do that when I'm relieved. Huh, maybe I'm relieved. Now, I'm dramatizing it. But actually it's accurate. Mm-hmm. When the mind sees the body doing something which it associates with stress relief, right. it loses its stress. That's why people breathe. You think of these footballers, they get paid two hundred pounds a week. They don't want to buy into some crappy theory that no one you know, that doesn't really work. They do mm-hmm. these things because it works. So that's the right. first thing to do. The second thing they do is they move around. They take time out. Now, a footballer can't do that on the pitch, but you think of a tennis player, Serena used to go to the screen at the back and just face into the screen and come back and play. That's a little like a little time out. Mm -hmm. All right. Why do you need a little time out? Because it gives you a little perspective. It gives you a little bit of detachment. It gives you a little bit of distance from what's going on. Alistair Cook, cricketer, who was captain of England, used to go for a little walk between deliveries. He'd go for a little walk to square and look around and look at the advertising holdings and look at the spectator and come back and then be ready for the next thing. You need time out. And okay. the third thing is when, let's say a batsman plays a shot badly because that was a crazy delivery. Mm-hmm. What do they do? They correct their shot. Okay. I did this, but I should have done that. I should have done that. They play an air shot, okay? Okay. So you think of, put these three things together. They correct what they should have done. Mm-hmm. They got a picture in their mind of what they should do. They take a break. They move away from things. Mm-hmm. They breathe. I'm going to give that to you as an exercise. B, okay. is called Ben. B is for breathe. Okay. E is for escape temporarily from the situation. If you're under stress, just check out. Just okay. give me a second. I'm just going to pop to the loo. No one's going to say you cannot go to the loo. You can check out. You can mm-hmm. just get a glass of water. N, new role think of how some friend of yours would have behaved in this situation okay if you're panicking and you're in panic mode you yeah. need to have a picture in your mind about how someone would go about tackling this situation in a calm way so then okay. b for breathe e, e escape, escape. And, and new role, new role. How would my friend john how would my friend Anne act in this situation and do precisely that okay okay now okay. Just give me a second. I'm just going to dramatize this with one of my pictures, as you keep saying. Okay. Oh, Imagine a field of grass. Mm-hmm. When I come to the field of grass, I go here. When I come to the field of grass, I go here. If I go 10 times, the grass stays down. 20 times, there's a path. 30 times, and I go there automatically without thinking. The brain makes all responses automatic to save energy, thinking time, processing time. Right. 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 Red light break. Red light break. Now, red light break is good automatic. That many stress responses are bad automatic. It's like, oh my God, I panic, I run away, I fight, I get sloppy, you know, I, et cetera. So what do I do? Then I breathe, I step back, and I visualize mm-hmm. what would my friend and aunt have done in this situation? Oh, she would have gone this way. So I start going this way. I train myself to overcome my response, and I go this way. And what happens? You get two for the price of one. Every time I go down this way, I get a new path there, And that, the grass grows there because I'm not there anymore. And that's the precise analogy of how synaptic connections change in the brain. You do bend often enough and you will rewire your brain in a good way. And that's a very lasting, robust response to to acute stress. So just very
0: quickly, clarifying, You're saying when you're in a situation, first breathe.
1: Yes. Take some time out and trust. Some time out is just a couple of minutes. Just step away for a moment, just so that you're not in the line of fire, just so that you get your act together, and then visualize
0: something someone would do, which is different from your reaction,
1: your panic reaction, your panic reaction. reaction. Yeah. If you're in on top of it, that's fine. You know, if I'm in good show me, you know, sort of wise show me, that's fine. But if I'm in child show me and I'm panicking, ooh, hang on a minute, check out. Ah, now my friend John would have done this. All right, fine, and I do that, but. It won't work at the time unless you practice it. So every day, every couple of days, you've got to spend a couple of minutes just thinking, ah, I was in a bit of a panic then. That wasn't good. How would my friend John have reacted? Ah, he would have acted like that, okay, all right. And you've trained your brain, you've reformatted the panic response in the past as a creative thing going forward. So the next time you're in that kind of situation, the brain says, ah, I know what to do here. This is how I behave. Fantastic.
0: This is Anshu Pahanda, you can find our podcast, Wellness Curated, on Apple, Spotify, and a host of other channels. Now, The other thing that we're talking about today is a, another huge issue which is bothering so many people today, which is insomnia. Yep. So what
1: is insomnia and why does it happen? Insomnia is... Outside of anything medical, okay? So, I mean, there may be medical reasons why you're not able to sleep. You may be on some drugs, etc., etc. et cetera, okay? But all things being equal, insomnia is one of the, one of the effects of chronic stress. You lie in okay. bed and your mind's racing to this problem. And, oh, my God, and I love that problem. And, oh, God, what happens if that happens? And your mind starts tripping. So if you start dealing with chronic stress, mm-hmm. you will start dealing with sleep. So okay. let me give you a few tips on chronic stress, and then I'll give you a few pointers for uh, sleep you know, okay. in, in particular. Chronic stress is about looking after yourself. Now, this health warning. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm going to say is horribly ordinary. So that's bad news. It's okay. everyday things. But the good news is they work. There's no point in me having a clever theory about chronic stress. It won't mm-hmm. help anything. I'm going to give you everyday things that work. So number one, at the end of every day, you've got to ask yourself three questions and answer them positively. Number one, what did I do for my body? And under body, there are three things. One, how well did I eat? Now, eating well is not about protein, carb, five a day, and so on. Mm -hmm. Eating, from the emotional point of view, is a primal bond between the wise you, like the parent, and the Mm -hmm. child, which is the potentially panic side. Okay. It's the first thing your mom did with you when you were born. So it's about calming yourself. It's about loving yourself. It's about hey, hey, show me. You've had a tough day. Yeah, nice meal. Okay, um, you know, it's it's a very primal relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Exercise. When you go for a run, it's not about Fitbit. How many steps did I do? When you go for a run, it is about getting away from it all. Structured mm. expression to the flight response. I'm getting away from it all. Okay, so deep. The third is, of course, sleeping, and we'll come to that. The second question is, what did I do for my mind? When you exercise the mind, when you feed it stuff that is inspirational and, 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 and challenging, you have a certain distance from your stress stressors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I give the example of reading Walter Isaacson's biography of Leonardo, where in the introduction he talks about Leonardo's to-do lists. He's got things like examine the tongue of a woodpecker, you know speak to Giovanni about the trajectory of a cannonball. I mean, he's come a oh, wow. mad, but in an inspirational way. And when you remaster yourself in that, and you come back to the things that are stressing you, actually, there's a bit of distance. You've, you know, you you've spent a little time in a rarefied world. And that's quite a, you know, it, it, it's inspirational, and it you mm-hmm. so, so that's mine. And the third is, what did I do for my soul? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just sold at two. There's what I call quiet time, and there's what I call, interestingly, noisy time. So okay. quiet time is like meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a quick exercise here. One quick little way of stilling the mind. It's a okay. difficult exercise, more difficult than it sounds. Spend 25. Uh, no, no, hang on. Spend 10 minutes, 25 okay. minutes. Okay. Try to count up to, let's say, 25 breaths without losing focus. Just t- okay. spend a little time and try and count up to 25 Breaths without losing focus. Why does okay. that calm you? Because one thing that happens when we are in in stress mode is this scattered mind. <gasps> What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Oh my God, what about that? But when you just focus on the breath, even for a short period of time, everything calms down. It is very, very important that you spend a little bit of time every day doing that. That's quiet time. What is noisy time? This is interesting. Yes. Noisy time is Freak out time. It's when you go crazy. It's, you know, it's, it's, if you were to watch my son and me watch a football game, I don't think you'd invite me onto this program. i a <laughs> complete nutter, all right? But it's good to be a nutter sometimes. It's good to let it all out, you know? You think of a restaurant with a dance floor and you're sitting there, very civilized, having a glass of wine. And someone says, let's dance. And you go and you cross an invisible line, a threshold. And on the far side of the line, you can go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you come off and you sit down again and you're very civilized with your wine again. Mm. but we needed to go crazy for a little while all right so football match uh, dance floor these are places in which we can give structured expression to if you i don't know whether you know your way around nietzsche but in nietzsche there's this opposition of apollo and dionysus mm-hmm. apollo is on it on it focus focus dionysus bacchus got a wine freak out get pissed you know whatever okay And you need these two in balance. And too much of our lives today is Apollo-based. It's get on it, be Mm -hmm. on it, you know, et cetera. So if you do these things, and I know I'm saying ordinary things. I'm Mm -hmm. saying things like watch football and scream at the television set. I'm saying eat properly. But if you do each of these things, if you look after your body, your mind, and your soul, Mm -hmm. you will be in a better place over time. It just works. It just is a very healthy way of being. So when you do these things, right. insomnia, it has an effect on insomnia because you just feel good about your day. Okay. I ate well, I went for a run, I screamed at the television and said, hey, you know, life is looking up. And when you're in that space, the, the chronic anxiety comes down and insomnia does, be- you, you benefit, you, you sleep better and so on. But I'd like to take a minute. I know you <laughs> want to say something, but let me give me a second. Mm-hmm. I want to say a few specific things about sleep. But do you want to go first? Should I go with... No, so what I want to ask you, Shomit, is about what you just said. So
0: you're saying that deals with chronic insomnia. No, no,
1: chronic What happens when some...
0: Sorry? Chronic stress. Chronic anxiety. Okay, so that deals with the chronic stress that causes insomnia. What happens when something has just happened, like the pandemic, where so many people are not sleeping at the moment?
1: Absolutely, but the same principles apply. When you're, when you're under the cosh, when there's things happening, always go back to the basics. Don't try and be clever. Don't try and find some profound intellectual thing, reason to do some crazy thing like, you know, I don't know, chant, home at the moon or whatever. it is. That's all very well. But if you just get the basics right, that's okay. the best, best thing. I'm eating properly. I'm exercising mm-hmm. properly. I'm freaking out. I'm reading inspirational things. It's a good place to be pandemic notwithstanding. All right? That's the first thing is get your day together. Right? Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to give you a few tips for sleep specifically. All right? Now the first one is I'm going to take you through the day because mm-hmm. getting sleep right is not just getting the evening right. It's getting the day right. Okay. okay. Now, the most unpo- I'll start with the most unpopular thing. Try and wake up at the same time every day regardless of whether it's a weekday or a weekend. Because wow. your mind is a creature of habit. And if it knows this is my waking up time, this is my going to sleep time, it does it very well. When you, you know, party till three in the morning on a Friday and a Saturday and you wake up at noon, you jet lag yourself. And then on the Monday and the Tuesday and the Wednesday, you're picking up the pieces and you just got your act together around your workday routine and then you jet lag yourself again. And that's not a good thing. So the first thing you gotta try and do is try and wake up at roughly the same time every day, number one. Okay. Number two, once you're awake, Have as much exposure to daylight as you can. Mm -hmm. Natural light. I don't mean lights indoors. Have breakfast outdoors if you've got an outdoors or a conservatory. You've got a conservatory. Have a coffee outside. This is very, very important to have as much light intake first thing in the morning. Because it's as important to signal to the brain, it's morning. Wake up. Get your act together as it is at night to say, hang on, switch off. It's night. Mm -hmm. Facets of the same thing. All right? That's the second thing. The third thing is keep yourself calm through the day by breathing. Now, how do I remember to breathe through the course of a day? It's not a habit. I mean, I'm breathing a little bit, but I'm not breathing optimally. Okay. So, take one deep breath before any significant new activity in the day. Okay. So I sit down to do my emails. (sighs) Who am I emailing? I sit down to lunch. (sighs) What am I eating? Etc. 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 All right. One deep breath and what we're doing is we are it's called anchoring. We are linking the breath to the activity. And okay. a few times you do it manually, you gotta think about it, but after a while it becomes a habit. It's a bit like you get in the car, you put on the seatbelt now without thinking about it, because it's just a habit. Similarly, breathing through the course of the day becomes just a habit. And it's a very good calm down. I get a little worked up, a little worked up. I get a little worked up, a little work, you know, you're constantly breathing for the day. Okay. As you get into the evening, a couple of things, and this again sounds a bit crazy, but turn down lights and and so on, not just before you sleep, darken a room well before you're going to go to sleep. Okay. That you're simulating sunset. The sun doesn't just suddenly die. You know, people yeah. have a pretty little room, a ton of lights, land in bed and say, huh, I'm not being able to sleep. No, you need to. Calm that down. You need to simulate a sunset. Another thing, as you're approaching bedtime, have a hot bath or a shower Mm -hmm. for two reasons. One obvious, one not obvious. The obvious one is warm water relaxes the muscles. You'll sleep better. Mm -hmm. The second one is more interesting. It's the shower is hot and the room is cool in comparison. So when you go from hot to cool, what does the brain think? The sun is set. Sunset ah. brings two things, you see. The okay. light goes, and we're all focused on the light, you know, oh. light and so on. But actually, if you can somehow trick the brain into believing that the sun is set because the temperature went down as well, mm-hmm. that's a very good way of also coaxing the body to sleep. So, you know, yeah, that it's now yeah. bedtime. Okay. Um, those are just a few pointers. A few, couple of don'ts don't ever work in bed. You know, don't yeah. sit up in bed because the brain, as I said, is a creature of habit and association. If you start working in bed every time you get into bed the brain says oh where's the laptop I've got to get back Ben, the, the bed has to be completely associated with with sleep with pleasure I mean you know but not with work nothing that needs you to focus and be on it okay okay that's lovely and Shomit lastly what
0: advice do you have for people in this chat
1: I think the one biggest bit of advice that I can give which is difficult to do when I, in my work, uh, you know, train people to do this, but mm-hmm. easy to say, it's hard to do, but it has to be said, you've got to set your sights really high, is try as far as possible to have an open heart. Okay? To have a? An open heart, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, just to be open, and for the purposes of a podcast, you have to do a podcast, my arms are wide open, okay? Mm-hmm. For yeah. your yeah. podcast, I'm covering my face, I'm covering my eyes, I'm behind a wall, I'm in my cave, that's anxiety. The right. precise reverse is to have your arms wide open mm-hmm. in the face of life. And when you're like that, things happen. You talked about manifestation. If you've got to manifest, you've got to be like this. You've got to be outside the cave, open to everything. And that's a very good way to be. And vis-a-vis anxiety and stuff, it's just the precise reverse. Lovely. Thank you, Shomit.
0: That was such an incredible chat. I've learned so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Thank you for having me on this. Take
0: time. care.
1: Okay, bye
0: thanks for joining us hope you enjoyed the wellness curated podcast please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it and here's to you leading your best life